home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic. Yes, even Oklahoma needs the gospel. <laughs> Are, you're not reading the article. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water You're boy. not reading an article. It, it's good to be with you. A Look number of you guys need to update your app. You got, you got to go in and update your app. We just had a massive update in our app this it's last week. It's a brand week. new app. It's a brand it's new a app. Like brand app. new app. Yeah. But what also we're finding out is that we have club members who thought they were club members who don't have logins because Praise apparently God. their account expired or something and they mm. wanted to log into the app and they couldn't no. because they aren't club members anymore. We can help you with that. We want your support back. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we do. Please. We want to make content for you guys. Yeah. So become and, club and, members. And This America... Is the yes. the the, the uh, trailer is in the app right now, yeah. and the, we got two episodes dropping this Friday um, on This America coming up. So a little entertainment. Yeah. We're feeding you a little entertainment in the app. We're trying to even, drop something. Even Oklahoma needs the gospel. It, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, because I'm from Texas and it's our Red River. <laughs> We've heard. So. Hey, how are you paying for your health care, and how's it working out for you? If it's working perfectly, great. But if not. Listen closely. I have a solution for you, a biblical solution. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians who pay one another's medical bills. In fact, my wife and I, we've been members for a long time now and have experienced how it works. Multiple rashes, Samaritans help treated. <laughs> Multiple. Oh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Gabe doesn't know what he's talking about. There's some sort of non-disclosure document. When a medical need arises, you can choose the provider that's right for you. You have a say in the treatment you receive, even if it's a non-conventional approach. Your medical bills are shared with fellow members, and your need is covered. Not only covered that way, but also covered in prayer. It's affordable. You can join anytime, even today. So learn more today at Samaritan Ministries dot org slash cross politic that's samaritan ministries dot org slash cross politic we're grateful to have with us pastor dusty devers today he's a pastor of grace reformed baptist church in elgin oklahoma he's also ceo of devers properties and is now running for oklahoma state senate pastor devers welcome to cross politic hey it's great to be here with you guys uh you know, I'm a rowdy Baptist and can run around with a bunch of rowdy Presbyterians. And if we can get together and have fun, well, let's do it. Amen. Hey, 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 the thing I don't get about get about you, Dusty, is that is that you're a pastor, which is you know hard work, not easy. But like Oklahoma State Senate, like really, you're gonna add that onto your right. plate? Hold, really? hold, hold on, hold on. Really, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Is, is that he's really? gonna explain okay. some of it okay, in, in the ad, and then we're gonna come back, and that's what we want to ask him. I about. mean, I was like. You know, nails to a chalkboard. <laughs> My name is Dusty Devers, and I'm running for Oklahoma Senate District 32, where I was raised and where I'm now raising my children. I love the Lord Jesus, and I aim to live according to His Word. I've been a husband for 20 years, a father of six children, and I'm a pastor and businessman here in Elgin. And here's why I am running. 
I firmly believe that men who love the Lord and love this country have a duty to rise up like so many others who have gone before us and not only expose and fight the evils coming after our children and the people we love, but also to establish justice and a brighter future. I've taught my children for years that old saying that all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And it's time for good people to rise up. We must fight for faith, family, and freedom. I am firmly committed to upholding the principles of limited government, individual liberty, and the protection of our constitutional rights, ensuring that the government serves the people and not the other way around. At my church in Elgin, we fought the illegal and immoral COVID mandates and held a conference to teach the community about the proper roles of the state and the Christian duty to resist tyranny. As your state senator, I will fight to keep the federal and state government from tyrannizing Oklahomans, whether it be in the Second Amendment, Man. medical freedom, or freedom of speech. Second, we need strong families and communities. God designed families, one man, one woman, and their children as the building blocks of a thriving, well-ordered society. Oh, good triggered. families build good government, but the godless leftist agenda influencing our institutions has become a serious threat to thriving families and their moral development. We must put a stop to the attacks on our children, the drag queen story hour, the chemical and surgical mutilation of kids, pornography, critical race theory, and LGBTQ indoctrination. We must protect traditional marriage, parental authority and rights to access, evaluate, and make health care and educational decisions. I will fight to make sure that Oklahoma laws never interfere with the spiritual and economic thriving of our families. Third, we need equal protection under the law. A nation that will not protect its most vulnerable is a nation that is vulnerable. From the moment of conception, which is fertilization, all human beings are created by God in His image. If we believe that children in the womb are just as much human as we are, then we need laws that reflect that. Well, currently, our pro-life laws in Oklahoma are riddled with loopholes that allow abortion pills to flow freely throughout the state. I'm committed to closing these loopholes and loving my pre-born neighbor as myself by establishing equal protection for everyone. I'm committed to the abolition of abortion. Now for years, I've watched as dangerous immoral policies coming out of Washington DC and even Oklahoma City have hurt my family and the members of my church. Mm. Being a pastor has always been my passion and it still is. But it has become clear that there is a need for a bold fighter to stand between the people and ever-expanding government that is infringing on our God-given freedoms. I grew up in Elgin, my people are in Southwest Oklahoma, and I am running to stand up for you and your children. I need your prayers, your support, and your vote. May the Lord establish the work of our hands for His great name's sake. Man, where's my mail-in ballot? <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need a melon ballot for Oklahoma right now. <laughs> there are people who will give you five or ten of them. I don't have to Send look it too my hard. way. <laughs> He's probably trying to get that to stop. I got three He's, kids and my wife, and he sent me all, all five. Y'all send me one. <laughs> Dusty, I, I want to follow up on, um, first of all, great ad. Great yeah. ad. Re really, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we need like, you know, we need every, every district and every state uh, needs an ad like that. Um, but like Gabe was asking just a moment ago, I, I you know, I'm, I'm pastor here in, in Moscow. Um, and yeah, definitely one of the first things I think of is on the one hand, it's like, 
you know, somebody who's theologically trained with a moral backbone, all that is like, yes, wouldn't that be great to have leaders like that? And then immediately I think to myself, but pastoring is so crucial. You know, the, the, the ministry is so crucial. Um, how are you thinking about that? And then again, in the ad, you say, you know, you still have a passion for that ministry. You're not, you're not giving it up. And at the same time, how are you thinking about um, being able to do both of these things well? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a question I had to ask and answer alongside the church. We all had to ask and answer it. Um, just a couple of things about Oklahoma legislator. It's part-time from February to May and from Mondays at noon till Thursday at noon. Uh, I live about an hour from the Capitol. I'll be able to drive back and forth every evening. So I can still carry on a lot of my pastoral duties. I'm a bivocational pastor anyway. Uh, I can just p- pare down some of my business responsibilities Um, I've already hired another employee to manage the uh, food truck park that we're starting here in the next week or two. So, uh, you know, we went to the church, the three of, there's three of us elders Mm -hmm. and uh, I I preach about 50% of the time. Another elder preaches nearly that much and another elder picks up uh, where he, he doesn't. And the, one of our elder elders is going to pick up a little bit more, and I'll preach a little bit less during session. That's from, again, it's just from February to May. Uh, we went to the church and we told them, look, here, here's the parameters. Here, here's what it looks like to run for Senate uh, in Oklahoma. And we need to pray that the Lord would raise somebody up from our congregation because we have been the most trained and prepared to do this uh, role out of any of the churches and the people in our region. We've yeah. we had a mandate conference back in October of 2020. No way to go. Uh, showing, yeah, showing that the government did not have the jurisdiction over people's bodies in that way. They shouldn't uh, lock innocent, healthy people down and force them against their will to do these things. So we've done that. And then we started preaching through Deuteronomy in response. It's We're prepared. So the church prayed for about two or three weeks. And then we finally came together and had a, a prayer meeting. And one of our other elders and myself put ourselves forward. And we said, look, uh, if 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 the Lord would have us do it, then we're we're willing. If, 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 if it's ours to take up the duty, then we're willing. And the church then, we prayed another hour. And they charged me to take up the responsibility to love God and love others, to love them particularly in this way, uh, not to stop being a pastor, but to be a pastor who also cares for them in this way. So that's kind of how all that came about. Yeah, that's helpful. That's really Uh, helpful. You know, if you got elected, what would be your first order of business there in Oklahoma? Yeah, well, I can tell you there's three things that I would like to 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 do particularly quickly, uh, you know, I, I'm running on a platform of strict constitutional government. And I think from day one, we can draft a resolution that Oklahoma will no longer be bound by federal regulations and rules that come down from the federal uh, from the federal government against the enumerated powers in uh, Article One, Section Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see strong families built up as well. That's my second platform, and that means I want to abolish pornography. That there's no porn in schools and no women, uh, no men in women's bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, with there, there are a lot of things, and I'll you know, in the first session, I would request a task force be convened to identify what the state government can do to mitigate the effect that inflation is having on Oklahoma citizens. Our costs are skyrocketing. Uh, Our farmers are having to pay 
exorbitant yep. amounts in diesel yep. and we're not making much. We've got to improve uh, manufacturing and local jobs so that we're we're buying our, our, our uh, products locally. And the last thing, this is the third area. I want to see abortion abolished in our state where every person is given equal protection from the moment of conception, which is fertilization to natural death. So those are, those are three real hot button areas for me. You know, Dusty, I, um, those are all in some sense, like lofty goals where uh, in other words, conservatives aren't even thinking as I think as as biblical or as, or as big as you are on this. How, how are you going to like talk your other conservative legislators into these, these big moves? Yeah, that's a good question. There are several senators and uh, house reps that I've, that I know and that a few of them that I've spoken with and, the reality is in Oklahoma, the House is doing better with a conservative coalition. I think what I've been told, the Senate uh, needs someone to step in and build a very conservative and aggressive coalition. And I think the time is right for that. Uh, you know, I think it's unique what's going on in the in our country. If you look at the stats on senior high school senior boys are I don't know if you guys saw the report that came yeah, out last did. week, but yeah, we they are just incredibly conservative and it's a reaction. And I think mm. it's a, not just reactionary, but it's a correction, kind of a, a, a revival that's waiting to happen. Uh, that's, that's pushing back against the, the rampant evil that's come, come against us. And I think that generation is primed and ready. And I think God is raising up men uh, like us, who are going to step into some of those roles and kind of be mentors for them. And they're going to really lead the charge. But I do think that there is a coalition of folks who are, who are in some of these capitals around the States right now, who are saying the fed is out of control and they played their hand incredibly strongly during COVID. And these men are now going to coalesce and we're going to fight in, in a really refreshed way. I believe. Dusty, what's, what is the, um, sort of a general political climate of Oklahoma. I yeah. guess I guess I, I generally think of Oklahoma being as you know relatively red state, relatively conservative. Um, on maybe, the leaders of Texas. What's that? The leaders of Texas. <laughs> oh my goodness. The, yeah, uh, we're definitely more conservative than Texas. Yeah, yeah. No, that's we true. don't have Austin keeping things. Yeah. Well, Gay. worse than you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. So, but what what is the political climate there? And I mean, maybe even just t speaking to those three areas that you're thinking of. I mean, I, I mean, um, on you know, government overreach and 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 completely, you know, the federal government um, abandoning constitutional uh, limitations on uh, protecting family um, and sec you know, sexuality, biblical sexuality, and then on ending abortion, abortion yeah. in Oklahoma. Um, where do you think things are? at in the Oklahoma kind of the conversation and the climate there. Yeah. So it's, I think it's interesting. It's interesting. And it's not an anomaly. I think it's like this in a lot of red States that there, if you're going to win, you have to be Republican. And so you have a whole lot of Democrats who become Republic Republicans because they <laughs> to want win. to have office. They yeah. want the power. They want the clout. They want to, mm -hmm. I don't know. They want all those kinds of things and they're not convictional. They right. just want a position. Right. And so that is, that's true in Oklahoma as well. Uh, in my race, it's true. Uh, you look at people who have given 
a lot of money to Democrat party and candidates and and organizations. It's rampant. And so in some ways, Oklahoma is very conservative. You know, we've got constitutional carry uh, on the Second Amendment. But in others, we're still submitting to the federal government. We're taking federal money in certain areas where we just need to stop and say no, no longer. And on that point, there are a lot of a lot of men and women who are in legislation right now in Oklahoma, who, especially on the House side, and it's growing on the on the Senate side, at least that's what I've been told, uh, who are ready to start strengthening our state government. And any of those uh, 18 enumerated powers from Article 1, Section 8 that are being overreached where the federal government doesn't have the power, the state is going to step up into those. So, um, you know, that's that's on that first area, the strict constitutional government. I, I think we're strong in some ways, but we're behind and we need to push back against the Fed and, and strengthen ourselves as a state. Uh, then with regard to, you know, the moralities and biblical and principles, biblical mm. principles in government uh, that create an environment where families and communities can thrive rather than being beaten down by inflation and all the trash that mainstream media puts out. We as a, as a state, I think we can, I think Senator Stitt does a good job in some areas, but I think he needs some, some men and women who are behind him and who will, who will bolster his stance, especially to, to fight back against mainstream media when they're trying to push porn in schools and transgenderism and drag queen story hour and, and all that kind of stuff. We have to uh, take a strong stance against the media. And it's, it's, you know, that's one of the things that I think people liked about Trump. He just wouldn't take their garbage right. and we need to do the same. Um, so, you know, some of the things that we can do is, like I said, build a coalition to find out where we can reduce inflation uh, in our state. We have to quickly find out how we can bring more manufacturing in and jobs and uh, production so that we can impact the, the inflation and keep our costs lower. And then whenever it comes to abortion, you know, uh, abortion Everybody likes to think, well, abortion's banned in Oklahoma and it's banned in all these states because the abortion mills are closed. But the reality is there's not a single state in the United States that doesn't have loopholes that allow for abortion pills to flow freely through those states. So there's not a single state that has equal protection for all lives. And so I want to partner with folks like Warren Hamilton. He has a Senate Bill 402 that gets rid of all those loopholes, and it actually removes abortion as an exception in the criminal code. And then it it grants that equal protection for all lives. Oh, that's great. Me, I'm sorry. Go I'm going to go ahead and read yeah, yeah, the ad, and then you're on. Mm-hmm. This year, our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the politics of six-day creation. The politics of six-day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice from the Lord and a careening standard of justice, the difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy and the freedom that comes from objectivity 
truth, and due process. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and the sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man? What is a woman? When does human life begin? How is human society best organized? It's all found in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson from Riot in the Dance fame. We also have uh, Michael Foster coming. We have uh, Dr. Joe Rigney coming. I'll be giving a talk. And of course, a live cross-politic show on Christian nationalism with Pastor Doug Wilson, uh, Stephen Wolf, um, and Joel Webin. So mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms that first night. As always, our amazing lineup of speakers, rowdy Christian merch will be there, and a Sabbath feast to wrap up the occasion. And just a reminder, um, totally a family event. Bring your (laughs) whole family. Bring your kids. Um, There's piles of kids at our conferences. We love it. We enjoy it. And and just so everyone knows, the Wednesday night event is off campus on the Art Counter. The Art Counter has gotten tons of calls. There's no beer and psalms. Where's the beer and psalms (laughs) on Art Counter? And and, um, like Jesus and wine, they wouldn't have cross-politic and beer on on campus. Oh, really? um, So we're actually just on the edge at Cowtown Arena. Right right next door. Right next door. Right next door. We've got to talk about that. Don't ask me. Well, you know, know, after Noah got off the Ark, some bad stuff happened. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, maybe it's a little, little nervous. A little, a little, little nervous. Little you know. Visit fightlefeast.com today. Find out more information and register. Dusty, you, I'm really excited about your campaign. There's a lot of things that you're saying I really like. Um, and But I have some questions on how you make it happen. Like, for instance, the porn thing. We were at, um, was it South Dakota? And we were talking to politicians about porn being illegal. And these are conservative guys. Like we got on our show. On our show. And it was so hard to get them to like, say, yes, this is something that they're, should they're be. They're all like, it's really hard because freedom of speech and yeah, First Amendment. First Amendment. And so we can't make that jump. How are you planning to move in that direction? I hear you kind of using the schools as a way to say, listen, at least not have it in the schools. Bathrooms. And, but how do you make an argument that porn should be illegal in Oklahoma, period? Well, there are some states who have who have banned pornography in various degrees. I mean, I think the laws teach. And so, uh, look, I'm not a politician. I'm a pastor. And it's a lot. I can tell you how I would do it at our church uh, and what church discipline looks like if somebody's practicing it. You can't ultimately stop pornography use because people are we have wicked hearts. Uh, But you can you can make it. You can criminalize it and make it illegal to do and put punishments on it. So here's what I do know. There are attorneys uh, that work for the Senate and that I can work with, and we can we can write out laws and bills. We just have to have the will to govern. I think all of this really comes down to, do we have the will to enforce what we believe will promote thriving in God's world. And I don't, I don't, I see a whole lot of politicians who are just that they're politicians. They want to compromise at every corner. They want to retain their seat. They perform for the ballot box rather than before the Lord, every bill, every vote that's cast, every bill that's written, everything I say on that Senate floor will be taken up and judged before God on the day of judgment. And this is what I've got that most of those politicians just don't. I have to stand before my church and take the Lord's Supper every Mm -hmm. Lord's Day, and they (laughs) will have to hold me accountable whether I am obeying God and whether I am living up Mm. to my profession. And that's not what what you see from most politicians. They just 
play the game. And look, like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I know that there are people who do. And there are probably people who are listening to this that I want to talk to, to see we, I have the will to govern and I need someone to come alongside and help me see how the parameters would be worked out in our state. You, but you, I, uh, he just convinced me to go to his church. They serve weekly communion yeah. there. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're a Christian nationalist there, Dustin. <laughs> I mean, I know the people who wrote the statement. <laughs> they had a font problem, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful font. <laughs> I, I was just a little disappointed you didn't bring your guitar on the show. Yeah, well, it's it's in the other room. I'll get it. I'll Dusty, get it. are you familiar with Jaron Jackson at all? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. How is uh, between the two? Because he didn't win when he was running for Senate as well. What's the difference between? Your run and his run. Your and, district and, and, and all that. Yeah. You got a stronger district that's more in favor of what you're talking about, or how's that going to line up? We'll see. I, I I don't know for sure. This my this seat came open because the guy the incumbent resigned his seat. Okay. We are voting October 10th, so it's a very quick uh, primary. Mm. The general is December 10th. So, I mean, I love that I don't have to take much time out of my pastoral schedule and my business schedule to run for an election. So I think this is a really conservative area. I've talked to a lot of leaders who are in this area that are that recognize that I am really the the most conservative candidate and a candidate who has a proven track record of being conservative. You know, I I don't know uh, what Jaron's total uh, situation was where when he was running. But I do know this. I spoke out during COVID. I went to our city council meeting. I went yeah. to Medicine Park where one of our other uh, candidates is, is running. She was the mayor there. Uh, I went to the Lawton City Council and I spoke out against the COVID tyranny. And uh, none of the other candidates did that. I wrote mm. against it. I held conferences against it. Um, I can say that I have a track record and people around here know it. If, uh, if, if one of the major Republican presidential candidates were to get wind of your, um, your, your race and would endorse you, which, which one would you want? That's a good question. (laughs) Here's what I wouldn't. Here's here's the situation I don't want to be in. This and this is why I'm running. I am sick and tired of being told, "Well, you just need to hold your nose and vote, mm. and uh, you just need you're going to have to vote for the lesser of two evils." And I don't like weevils. I don't like them in my flower, mm-hmm. and I don't like them whenever I'm trying to vote. So if we don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils, well, more men need to run. Stop complaining and moaning about it and get up and run. And I think I feel about the same way with uh, Trump and DeSantis. They aren't where I'm at. I don't think that they would would abolish abortion. I don't think that they would go as far as I want to go on some things that, you know, Trump's done some really great things whenever he was in office and they hate him for it. Uh, DeSantis has done some really great things as a governor. Look, you can't take away some of those things that they've done. I've not been in their shoes and um, and that that they're trying to completely destroy Donald Trump is I think it's a good it's a good sign that he is a strong and powerful man. Uh, but again, I, this is this is a local race. It's it's yep. uh, smaller. And I don't know that that it would really matter because 
in in our our district, you have people that are for both and really passionately for both. And I, I think I'm probably to the right of both of them, considerably to the right of both of them. Sub of ache. <laughs> I'm no Hindu. You can't get Christianity out of Hinduism. Yeah, so, so you wouldn't do that. You know, everybody is considering That's him funny. because they like the way he talks. But the Hindu thing, it's interesting watching Christians say, well, maybe we could do this. As a pastor, no. you're like. <laughs> yeah, Hinduism is no bueno. It's not good for us. And it, even though they are borrowing from Christian truths, sure. uh, that's not where we need to be going. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done come on, on earth as it is in heaven, Preach, then job. we need to live according to that and not just pray for it. Yeah. God put us here as the ordinary means to bring his will about on this planet. So that's why we're here. Stop. Mm. Don't, don't accept <laughs> lesser of two evils mm. or even worse evil. Stand up, do your duty before God and man, and actually treat the civil sphere as though God cares about it too. You know, whenever I'm preaching, I will only preach on those things that God's word is sufficient to deal with and authoritative to deal with. And so guess what? That's the civil sphere as well. So we need to step up and do that. Mm. You can now bring your offerings to <laughs> Dusty D. Where's, where's the website they can bring their offerings to, Dusty? <laughs> that would be great. Deaver's <laughs> 2023.com Devers D-E-E-V-E-R-S 2023.com so We need those monies That's right You don't want the judgment of God to fall on Oklahoma Y'all done have some <laughs> Put your hand on that screen Yeah right Commit now Commit right now yeah. To donating yeah, you, To Devers Go read Deuteronomy You find them blessings and curses Donate a prayer cloth It's coming your way <laughs> I'm going to sweat on it. It's coming to you. A fourfold offering. I see but you can only go to $2,900. Don't break the law. He'll have to refund you. Hey, brother. That's God true. bless you. So grateful to have you on the show. Seriously. Um, I'm praying that God blesses your, your campaign as well. Yep. Thank you, brothers. All I right. appreciate it. Hey, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all. Oh, no, next week. Yeah. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. What it's, is Oregon it's our Red River. Time? It's our Red River. Yeah, whatever. It's our Red River. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work.